Yo, 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 what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt, aka Matt St. Jack, coming to you live with the first episode of Anime Talk. Uh, this is basically a podcast that talk it's a podcast for me to kind of talk about some of my favorite shows, some of my favorite animes that I enjoy, um, and kind of rank them on various categories, whether it be favorite relationships, top 10 protagonists, top 10 antagonists, uh, top 10 fights, things like that. So I'm going to try to do these on a weekly basis. So please subscribe or follow the channel. Um, so that way you can be notified on when my new episodes come out. And I'm going to try to get them out to you guys at least every single Monday um, with some different commentary and try to get some different commentators on here, like my boy Zay. Um, and I just want to go ahead and just start this again. This list is my list uh, and my list alone. I'm not scouring the internet. So I'm not trying to find anybody else's list to kind of talk through things. These are just ones I'm coming up with the dome. I scoured through a lot of the different animes that I've watched and offhand, I think I watched, I can only count probably like 60 episodes or 60 shows that I've watched. But uh, with some of those shows being like One Piece or Bleach and things like that, there are 900 plus episodes, 300 plus episodes and things like that. I think I got a pretty good grasp. Um, for those of you who don't know, my favorite anime actually, hands down, is probably Cowboy Bebop. Just love the storyline. Love Spike. Love Faye. Um, love Ayn. Love everybody in that show. Ed and, and Jet and everybody like that. Um, so... That's my favorite show. Love you, you Hawk Show. I'm kind of a I'm kind of partial to all the oldies. So when you think about through those or Big O, um, some of the different shows, you you Hawk Show obviously is probably up there as well. But I I'll get to that at another time. That's my favorite animes of all time. But this episode is actually going to be about um about relationships. So my top five relationships in anime. This was originally done on Twitch. Um, it didn't go the way that I wanted it to on Twitch, so I decided to do it again. It was supposed to be a hollow, or a, I'm sorry, a Valentine's Day special, but since it didn't go that way, I thought I would still give you guys that cool content and just go ahead and share with you my top five relationships in anime. Um, uh, so you know, some of these, like I'll kind of, I'll kind of mention through some of the shows, some of the relationships that are there, give you a background on anime, um, and. From there, you know, we'll kind of just break down each and every one. So go ahead, buckle up, and let's go ahead and start at number five. Um, so actually coming into this, one of my top, more well, my fifth relationship was actually um, Raftelia and Nafumi um, from the uh, the Rising of the Shield Hero. So if you guys haven't watched that, that show, it's a really dope show, cool concepts. Uh, almost like an RPG uh, or an MMORPG, if you will, um, where basically the main character in Afumi, he's he's basically I'm, I'm and I'm pretty sure that I'm butchering that name, but he ends up getting sucked into a parallel universe. This universe is constantly under attack by all these different waves of creatures that come and all of the people who get summoned there he comes in as the shield hero they have a spear hero they have a sword hero bow hero and himself and they basically come in to help fight these waves there's prophecy about how they should be able to stop these waves these chaotic waves and things like that and bring peace back to a kingdom without going into too much of a detail and spoiling the the show basically this dude is completely hated on from top to bottom from front to end um i believe that you know we're a couple seasons in now everything's kind of getting good he's understanding and learning how to use 
that shield. Uh, and it's not just for defending. Let me just put it that way. Uh, so where Raptilia comes in, she's basically a slave. Um, he had a little bit of money. He goes in and he's looking for somebody, a companion, a follower, because nobody wants to be with him. He finds her from this little broker. The guy looks very shady, um, but he buys her. And basically she's sick and she's dying. He ends up healing her and she kind of grows. She's a, she's a, um, she's like a, I don't know, like an animal hybrid. So basically she does it. She does kind of grow a little bit faster um, than, you know, how he does. She kind of matures a little bit more and they have a real relationship. I don't know if it's a full relationship or if it's like a father and daughter relationship because he kind of raised her. So it's a weird dynamic, but they end up coming together at a really, really good time. It's kind of, I wouldn't say it's kind of a harem. He's got a couple of different people that like him, but he, um, he seems like, you know, this is the one person that he believes in, loves and trusts. Uh, so I think that, that their relationship is continuing to grow. So I thought that, that was a, a good start um, for my list. Um, so number four was actually Kirito and Asuna. That's from Sword Art Online. Um, again, a, a brief backdrop on that one. So another online um, kind of game, the guy, the main character, Kirito, if you haven't already watched it. Um, basically, is playing a video game. He gets sucked into the video game and ends up uh, staying there. The game is supposed to shut down or he tries to get out of the game, but they end up getting locked in there. He runs into this other girl. And basically, all the people who were there, they had an avatar that they created. And once they got stuck into this game, it actually reverted back to how they actually look in real life. And so he ends up falling in love with Asuna inside the game. Um, and obviously, she's a person outside. So he eventually does get to get out. And when he gets out, he goes to find her. They fall in love. She gets stuck into a game. He has to go get her. He, I think he gets stuck into a game. She has to go get him. It's kind of a back and forth, just kind of tit for tat um, throughout the different show, through all the many seasons. Um, and then, of course, there was Gun Gale kind of thrown in there. But essentially with this relationship, I absolutely love it. They ended up adopt adopting, quote unquote, a child uh, through the middle of the show, which I thought was kind of cool. They had a whole family that were stuck in this game for so long. Uh, people were trying to figure out how to get them out and things like that. But if you severed the link, then they would die in real life. So, I um, mean, if you died in the game, then you died in real life. It was just really difficult and really uh, a really interesting anime and a really interesting twist, plot twist uh, that kind of went on. But in that show, like I said, they end up falling in love with each other and they end up raising a child together and they're fighting through different dungeons and finding new friends and things like that. And it just was a very feel good kind of story. There was a lot of weird situations that kind of happened, but it was really cool to kind of see their love kind of, you know, transcend all. And they kind of made it through everything into getting out of the game and back into the game and things like that. So I thought that was a really cool relationship to kind of uh, base, you know, uh, on this list. So after that, number three, it's kind of difficult, right? So number three, I actually had two relationships. They're from the same show, um, but I had Inuyasha and Kagome from obviously Inuyasha and Moroko and Sango um, from the same show, Inuyasha. So Inuyasha and Kagome, really dope situation. Inuyasha is like this half-blood. He's a demon, but he's also half-human. Um, I think his mom was human and his dad was a full-blooded demon. So he's a half he's a half breed. Um, with Kagome, she's actually the reincarnation of the first woman that he fell in love with, which was Kikyo. Kik Kikyo, I believe. Uh, or Keiko. I think it was Kikyo, Keiko. Um, uh, but 
he eventually he fell in love with Keiko. She was like there at the very beginning or Kikio. She was there at the very beginning. He ends up getting chained to a tree or tied to a tree with an arrow. Um, and because he was he was trying to become a full demon and his lover ended up kind of portraying him because she thought that he was going to become a demon, a full blooded demon. And he was going to wreak havoc on the world. So she ended up kind of betraying him um, and he stuck there. Kagome basically falls down a wishing well on her family's shrine and they end up running into each other. He falls in love instantly because he thinks that this is her. But she doesn't she smell because she smells like her because she's the reincarnation. Um, it takes a little bit of time for them to get to kind of warm up to each other but once they kind of warm up and things kind of start to happen they ended up you know really really falling in love i can't count on i don't know my hands and toes feet uh body parts and a whole bunch of other things how many times that they said each other's name in this show they were madly in love continue and i even looked up a youtube video trying to figure out how many times they actually said their name to see if anybody was keeping count and i, I couldn't even find anything probably like a million times but there's some real love there in this story uh and moroku and songo were another one they were moroku is basically a priest he's kind of like a perv priest so he follows the church's upbringing or you know he he's kind of like this priest but at the same time he's a womanizer so he's always trying to find women and you know kind of be perverted with him um and songo is, is like a pure fighter she's really really good i think she had a little fox demon named Kilala, I believe her name was. Um, but, you know, they were they were kind of at odds and she always was jealous. And he was always kind of like the playboy. Um, and I know like further into the show, he ends up pretty much getting ready to be on his deathbed. Um, and she basically can confesses her love he confesses his his love they're able to kind of cure him and get together officially and it was just a happy feel good story for those two but uh that would actually be my third couple of relationships again it was inuyasha and kagome slash moroku and sango so from uh, inuyasha uh for number two this is, I kind of alluded to it at the very beginning. So this is probably one of my, again, favorite animes, which is Yu Yu Hakusho. So it was Yusuke and uh, Keiko. So I think that's where I was getting the names mixed up. And then uh, Kuwabara and Yukina. So another two, a uh, two for one. Um, so again, Yusuke Yurameshi um, and Yu Yu Hakusho, he is a soul detector. So detective, he ended up getting um, killed at the very beginning of the episode, which I always thought was really, really weird. He dies at the very beginning, but gets a chance to come back after going through an ordeal to prove if he was good or bad. He ends up getting a chance to come back. And Keiko has been like the love of his life ever since they were kids. And she is basically the only person that could have brought him back. And she did. They have a very upfront and very open relationship. They love each other. Um, and to the point where when uh, you, you when uh, Yusuke ends up going away closer to the end of the show, she's basically like, hey, you know, I can't wait for you forever. So, you know, if you end up leaving, you know, don't expect to come back and I'm gone. Uh, but of course, it didn't happen because we know anime. Right. So in um, that relationship, they ended up, like I said, working everything out and being together through everything that he had to deal with all the ordeals all the fights in the dark tournament which i'm going to hit on that in another episode about the dark tournament because i absolutely love that arc for that show um but everything that they went through to the point of him almost dying and you know training and everything like that and dying i guess 
Um, so they went ahead and transcended death. Their love did. Kuwabara and Yukina was a very unique relationship to me because I absolutely love Kuwabara's character. I think they did a great job with his character development. I think that um, the way that they set their relationship up was very good. Basically, Kuwabara being Yusuke's best friend, he um, can also kind of kind of experience and kind of see like different um, spirits and things like that to help out Yusuke. And Yukina is an apparition. So basically she's a demon, but who is also who kind of has like humanity. So basically she is the most loving person kind of in the show. She gives everything. She can cry. I believe when she cries, she can make uh, be, uh, pearls or diamonds. I think it was pearls um, from her tears because she's an ice apparition. So basically she is tortured constantly uh, in a cage being electrocuted and being beaten stuff like that and she has all, all pretty much all but given up on humanity as a whole she doesn't trust humans or anything like that and Kuwabara kind of enters in with his red pinky string of love where he can kind of connect to her and find her um, and basically begs her never to give up on humans because they're not all bad and and tries to spend you know the rest of his days kind of trying to undo the negative bias that she had about humans um so i thought that that was a very unique situation where you had someone who was really loving um in kuwabara he always liked girls he liked um botan which was you know yusuke's assistant at the time he liked her a whole bunch um but he ends up actually ultimately falling in love with yukina and uh, Yukina and, and Kuwabara kind of, you know, kind of work out. There was never really a confirmation that they really got together, but there was always this talk of like, hey, you know, guys, stop messing up, stop picking on me in front of my girlfriend. And she never really said that that was true or not. So we just have to assume that they, they ended up in an actual relationship. Um, my number one uh, relationship, though, in anime is one that I, I didn't anticipate myself actually picking realistically until I sat down and actually started talking through it. But once I kind of talked through it, I realized that it was kind of a no brainer. And it's kind of the one that I think a lot of people love or, you know, at least like seeing. And that was actually Naruto and Hanada and Sasuke and Sakura from Naruto or also Naruto Shippuden. Um, and Boruto, I guess, technically, if you want to be serious, but I'm not getting into Boruto. That's going to be another hate session for me because I absolutely did not like Boruto. People are saying it's getting better. I got like 110 episodes in and I just gave up watching it. But again, that's another that's another uh, episode altogether. Um, but Naruto, for those of you who don't know about that one, Naruto is basically a orphan who's kind of raised. His dad was Hokage, a.k.a. like the president of his village, the Hidden Leaf. And he is kind of an orphan. He gets raised by the city. He has a tail beast inside of him, which is supposed to be very destructive, a.k.a. Karuma. And basically, he's going through and trying to find his own ninja way um, so he can be a ninja like his father. So uh, no one really liked him at the very beginning. They all saw him as a demon child because he had a tail beast, um, a.k.a. like a demon um, inside of him that he kind of drew some of his ability from. So it's a ninja anime. Absolutely love it. I love Naruto and Shippuden. Um, but the one person who absolutely loved him actually was Hanada and Hanada's brother, Neji. Um, they were actually, they, they were kind of, Neji and Naruto were rivals. And so 
they love, you know, she loved him. She just never could really say anything because they were of royal blood. He was an orphan. She couldn't really be with him. But there was always like those sneaking kind of glances or, you know, she would get shy or nervous anytime that he would say something to her or, you know, she would ask, he would ask for something and she would kind of get shy. And uh, it took a lot. It, this was probably one of those ones that really just, it didn't just take off. And I think that was the part that frustrated a lot of people. It was like, she was literally throwing herself at him the the whole time, like from day one, and he was just oblivious to it because he was only focused on becoming Hokage. So it kind of frustrated a lot of people. I thought it was pretty cool for the. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool for that to happen, but um, um, it kind of because it showed you know his his growth throughout the uh, throughout the show. And uh, once it finally did happen, I think that it ultimately took. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it ultimately took um, some big things that ended up happening. And even if you watch through the movies, through the Naruto movies, you can kind of see it start to happen. But it took some big things to happen for him to finally realize that that was the woman that he loved and to actually take her advances. Um, and uh, fast forward, you know, to Boruto, they ended up um, having a kid named Boruto. So they they did actually, we got confirmation that they were together and um, he, he did become Hokage. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, he did become Hokage. And uh, they, you know, kind of lived happily ever after. Um, she is she's pretty strong. I would say she's she's pretty decent. So she is a fighter. Um, but I thought that their relationship was really cool. It was really budding. And it was one of those ones that you can tell was just pure love on the converse side and on the uh, on the different on the uh, the other side, rather, was Sasuke and Sakura. So Sasuke was a member of Team Seven, which was Naruto Sasuke, Sakura, and then it was the um, the leader was Kakashi Sensei. So Sasuke and Sakura were on the same team. Uh, she absolutely loved Sasuke from the very beginning as well, kind of like a Hanada situation. The only difference was that Naruto liked Sasuke, uh, Sakura. So with that, he never really paid attention to her. She can never really tell her. She can never really tell her feelings to Sasuke. It was just a weird love triangle that Sasuke really wanted no part of. Um, so it took a lot for them to kind of come back together. There was a lot of different situations. Man, Sasuke put both of them in, in trouble in situations, both Sakura and Naruto, the whole the whole show. Um, until he finally kind of got his wits about him and came back home. And I never really, I never really saw, I saw them getting together because it was, it was written on a board, right? If, if Sakura and Naruto don't get together, then the only other person that she could potentially end up with was Sasuke. Uh, but they end up getting together um, and they had a little girl named Sarada, which that's the one I will say that Boruto was a cool show because of all the different um, kind of, hybrid abilities that people had because their child Sarada ended up coming out with Sarada. She ended up coming out with um, Sasuke's Sharingan and Sakura's uh, strength. And, you know, she can kind of do some heals. So it was actually a really cool hybrid um, ability. Um, but with that, you know, they, they ended up kind of getting together. And the reason why I say that there was, was very surprising to me was he never really just confirmed that he loved her. And even in Boruto, a couple of times, he kind of slipped up and, you know, Sarada's like, oh, you know, do you love do you love my mom? And it was just kind of like, I got to leave. And he kind of just dipped out. Sakura seemed like she was okay with it, but 
I guess. I mean, I guess they were. I mean, she still loves him and he still comes back to visit. But um, I just thought that their their relationship was actually pretty cool. So um, the way it, it ended up coming back together. So um, that was actually my top um, relationship. So that was my five. Um, so number five, just to recap, number five was Raptelia and Nafumi Samara from uh, the Rising of the Shield Hero. Number four was Kirito and Asuna from the show uh, Sword Online. Number three was Ichigo, or I'm sorry, Inuyasha and Kagome, and Moroku and Sango from Inuyasha. And then number two was Yusuke and Keiko. Oh, now, now I got her name mixed up. Um, Keiko, yeah, from. Anna Kuwabara and Yukina from the show Yu Yu Hakusho. And then number one was Naruto and Hanada, Sasuke and Sakura from Naruto, Naruto Shippuden, and I guess you could include Boruto. Um, so that's my top list. Uh, not anything that's kind of you know eye-popping or anything like that. I think in the next couple of episodes, I definitely want to tackle some of the shows that maybe people haven't watched. I realize that some of these are very mainstream. I just thought that it would be a kind of cool starting point to you know, start um, as far as going into it and starting off with this episode of my top five relationships. Again, this was a kind of a post Valentine's Day special. So um, I'm still trying to catch up and I'm going to put up some new content next week um, of some of the backlogs that I have. But this was something I kind of want to start off with. Um, I would say, you know, look forward to some different content, some shows that you may not have seen or some shows that, you know, um, I'm going to do, I know I have one for like once, like shows that people don't think are really, really good, but when you watch them, they're actually pretty good or shows that are really bad, but you watch them and you realize they're really, really bad. So I'm going to have a lot of different content. So stay posted. Um, I'm going to get some, get like an email or something like that set up to where you guys can kind of send in some of your suggestions or, you know, give me some support and things like that for what you want to see and what you want to hear. But in the meantime, again, this is Matt, a.k.a. Matt St. Jack. I'm going to try to put these out fairly often, maybe once a week, um, just with my favorite. Again, this is my favorite, not Watch Mojo Top 10 or anybody else's Top 10 anime list, nothing like that. This is just my Top 10. Um, and I appreciate you guys taking a listen. Please, 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 please come back next week. Hit that follow button so you guys can get some notifications on my new episodes when they come up. And I hope that you guys have a great rest of your night. Peace.